Chus, His Majesty King Charles III, may have a speedy recovery or a full dedicated by the British Mispalalem of Beis Eliezer Yitzchak in Crown Heights. The Chosid Reb Avramber from Bobroisk, known as Avramber Yirmiyez, as a Bavusta Chosid of the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Rashab, at the Bar Mitzvah of the Fidiki Rebbe, Reb Avramber was one of the guests. And over there he shared his life story. And somebody wrote it down, and it is printed in Hatomim. And this is what it describes in Hatomim. The Chosid Reb Avramber was known amongst the Chosidim, even though he was a Kvad Peh, he did not have a clear speech in worldly matters. However, when he spoke Divrich Siddis or a story, he used to speak very clearly and, and well. His height and his Hadras Ponim would make a strong impression on people. His father, the Chassid Rebirimia, was born in Hamel, was a businessman and a Lamdun Muflog, the big Talmud Chacham. And when he was a younger man, he once saw the holy face of the Alter Rebbe. However, it was mainly Mikushar to the Mittal Rebbe and to the Tzemach Tzedek. And he was from the Mikuravim of the Chassid Reb Isaac Hameler. So the Chassid Reb Yirmiya raised his son, Reb Avramber, by the best Melamdim. And since he was a Baal Kishroinus and Chushim Nifloim, he was very successful in his learning. And the Lamdim of Hamel were very much Mekar of him. And once he became a Bacher, Reb Isaac Hameler took him as a Talmud. Reb Avramber learned by Reb Isaac Hameler for four years with tremendous shkida. And when he was 17, his father brought him for Shvuis, Tof Rish Gimel, to the yeshiva that was then in Lubavitch by the Tzemach Tzedek. My father, related Reb Avramber, had a lot of Parnassah and from year to year became wealthier and wealthier. He used to give a lot of tzedakah. And besides for that, my mother was a balas achnosa sarchem in a tremendous way. And once it came the time for my father to travel to Lubavitch, they will make a raffle in, in the town who from the chassidim will be zoiche to travel together with my father on his wagon. And my father will sponsor his trip. When I was six years old, which was in the year of Tovkov Tzadik Beis, related to Rebbe Ber, before they brought me to Cheder, so my father brought me to Lubavitch for Shvuis. After Pesach, I already found out that this year, my father is going to take me for Shvuis to Lubavitch. And from Lagba Emer and on, the preparations from the trip were on the way. On Lagba Emer, they used to make a big seuda in one of the big shuls. And Rabbi Isaac Homeler used to say chsidus. And since there wasn't enough space for all the chsidim and the balabatim, so they, used to, so they used to celebrate for three or four days in a row, and sometimes even five or six days. There was an old minhag in Hamel that the Shabbos after Lagba Eimer, they would make it into a yomtev. And they used to call it a freilich Shabbos, just like the Shabbos Bereshis of after Simchas Torah. And if Lagba Eimer fell out on a Sunday, they will celebrate the whole entire week until after the Shabbos, the freilich Shabbos. The seder of the celebration was that after davening, all the Lomdish Echsidim and the Kvirim and the Skenim will come to the house of Rabbi Isaac Hameler and they will speak about all the matters that need to be fixed in the city, Beruchnius, and all the physical needs in the city that need to be fixed. And they will make an estimation of money, of how much money is needed for different needs. Then they will go and visit the cemetery. And from there, they will come to that shul 
where they set up the Seudas Mitzvah. That's on the day of Lagba Emer. All the days of the celebration, Rabbi Isaac Hamalar would say Chsidis. And during those days, they used to get they used to collect all the estimated money that's needed for the needs of the community that they set out on Lagba Emer. Those days were also used to make a Achnasal Cheder for the boys who came to the age of Cheder. And they will also test the boys in Cheder and in Yeshiva to see their knowledge. When Lagba Emer fell out on a Thursday or on a Friday, so Rabbi Isaac Homiller instituted that then the celebration should go on until the second Shabbos after that. And since that year, Lagba Emer fell out on Erev Shabbos Kodesh Bechukaisai on a Friday, so the celebration went on for the whole entire week afterwards until after Shabbos Vemidbar. So I, said Rabbi Avramber, since I knew that these days my father is going to bring me into Cheder for the first time, and afterwards he's going to take me with him and with all the Chesidim to Lubavitch. I was in a very high mood. I was very excited. I will never forget that trip, and the impression of that trip was engraved in my heart. Four wagons. Each wagon was attached to two horses. We left Hamel, and on each one of those wagons were 15 passengers. Some of, them sit, some of them sitting in two lines inside a wagon. Some of them sitting on the sides of the wagon. Two of them were sitting by the steps. And two were sitting next to the wagon driver. All of them excited and happy. The wagons were just as a resting place for an hour or two. However, most of the people were actually walk by foot with a simcha and a pleasure that cannot be described. In the first wagon was sitting the chassid of Isaac Hamelar, my father, and some more chassidim. And I sat by my father across from Rabbi Isaac Hamelar. Sunday morning, early morning, my mother woke me up to rush and get dressed and go to the house of Rabbi Isaac Hamelar because from there they would live. With a unique simcha, my mother put on me the new garment that she sewed for me. And she told me to wear it only on Shabbos and when I will be zeicher to go into the Tzemach Tzedek for Yechidus. When we came to that street where Rabbi Isaac Homeler lived, that despite the fact that it was a very early morning hour, the street was already hustling and bustling for many people, just like on a market day. And once we came to the house of the guy and Rabbi Isaac Homeler, the courtyard was already filled with people, men, women, and children. Some were speaking excitingly, some were dancing, singing, and four wagons were standing there ready to go. To enter Rabbi Isaac Homeler's house was impossible because the house was packed with people. And my mother was not able to find my father. So while we were standing there, we found out from people that our whole entire night, Rabbi Isaac Homeler was speaking chsidis. And as soon as it became light outside, they davened with the minion. And just a little while ago, all the Lomdim and the Gvirim in the city came to go and escort to Vimelave Rabbi Isaac Homeler on his way to the Rebbe. Some little while passed, and all of a sudden we heard the sound of singing, and suddenly people started to come out of the main entranceway and out of the windows while singing and dancing. And they were actually, while they were coming out, they were facing the house. And the dancing, the singing was so loud that all the people in the courtyard uh, right away stopped whatever they were doing and paid their attention to the entrance. After a few moments, the face of Rabbi Zikomeler was seen by the door leaving the house, and he stood and he benched the whole community who were there. 
saying goodbye, and he went on to the wagon. That's when my mother saw my father going up also to the wagon after Rabbi Zikomalar. So she started to scream, Yirmiya, Yirmiya, here is Avram Ber, take him. Don't forget Avram Berke. But my father did not hear my mother. So when I saw that my tati forgot me, I started to cry loudly. And the wagon started to travel slowly. Everybody were standing around. As soon as the wagons started to travel, they started to sing, and they walked behind the wagon to escort it. In the meantime, my mother saw Rabbi Israel Aaron the Melamed, and she told him that my father forgot me, and that she called him, but he didn't hear her. So Rabbi Israel Aaron the Melamed picked me up, and he made his way through the big crowd until he got to the wagon where my father was sitting, and he put me down over there. The wagon traveled slowly, and the crowd that was escorting the wagons was becoming bigger by the moment, because each street, more hundreds of people were joining. They kept traveling out of the city, and before all the hundreds of people from Homel managed to turn back to go back to Homel, the people who came from the city of Belitza, who came to greet, who came to greet us, the Chassidim were traveling to Lubavitch, already met us. Meaning, before all the hundreds of people from Homel managed to turn back to Homel, the group from the next city came to already greet us. In Belitza. Isaac Homiller came down from the wagon with my father and all the travelers and uh, they, they left the wagon. This time I didn't leave the wagon because I was afraid that my father will forget me again. So therefore I just stayed sitting in the wagon, waited for them to come back. Five days from Sunday, Parshas Nasai, until Thursday, we traveled from Homil to Lubavitch. We passed a few small shtetalach, big shtetalach, villages, and each place that we come was a Simcha Yomtev. On our trip, we met more wagons who were traveling to Lubavitch from Abroisk, Smilian, Tulchin, Minsk, Borisov, Shlovin, Shklov, Rogachov, and more cities. And also a bunch of groups who were traveling by foot. On Wednesday, when it was Mincha time, we were supposed to arrive at the city of Dubrovna. The last stop which was in the village of Zalishkina, which over there lived the Chassid Reb Eliyamayshe the Mutzlach, 15 or 16 kilometers away from the Bravna. So when we came to Zalishkina, we found over there many wagons, about 20 or 30 wagons parked, and a few hundred people lying down on the grass in a big field right outside the shtetl. Right across the street, from the courtyard, from the Chatzar of the Chassid, Rebellion Moshe, the Mutzlach. Here and there, you were able to see tens and tens of groups of people together, some speaking, some sleeping, some eating and drinking, some chazering chsidus, some are dancing chsidus atantel. And I kept holding onto my father's garment so he should not forget me behind. The Chassid, Rebellion Moshe, the Mutzlach, his sons and his son-in-laws, his wife, his daughters, and his daughters-in-law, his grandchildren, his brothers and his sisters, and all of their families, they were all busy serving this huge crowd of chassidim that were traveling to Lubavitch and to give them food and drink and everything for free. Rebbe Yemesha used to say, everything that the Rebbe accomplished in Shemaim for me, 99% belongs to the chassidim, and just 1% for me. So eat, my friends, eat and drink, because it is the bracha of the Rebbe and a present of the Ebishter that you are eating. Eat and drink, 
and be merry, be happy. Eat and drink so you should be chsidim, ba'alei koyach u'gvura, to serve the Eibishter with Torah mitzvahs and Avedo Shebalev. In the village of Zalishkina, we met the famous chsidim Haravat Tzadik, Reb Hillel Paricher, and Reb Tzalel Ozaricher. The big simcha of when Reb Isaac Homeler met these two chsidim, Reb Hillel Paricher and Reb Tzalel Ozaricher, you cannot describe. And all three of them ate together the seuda in the house of the chassid, Reb Eliyamoshe the Mutzlach. When we left Zalishkina, we left together with about 40 wagons and camps and camps of people walking by foot, most of them carrying their briefcases on their shoulders with a cane in their hand. Amongst them, people who were singing Gishmak and Negunim, while people on the side answering him back with great simcha. Our way led us through a big forest between tall trees, and the voice, the sound of the singing, was heard very far, and each one of the tenuis of the song of the nigin was heard as if there is a group of people singing far away in the forest that are answering back to what we're singing over here because of the echo. From far, I saw the end of the forest because over there the sun was shining, which was not so in the forest because the branches of the trees covered up on the sun and it seemed as if it was already shkia inside the forest. But only in the end of the forest you're able to see some light. And soon afterwards, we came out of the forest onto a wide, big field. And the sun was shining strongly. And in front of our eyes was seen a tall mountain. All the people in the wagon, besides for Rabbi Isaac Omeler, and the old chassid, Rabbi Yechiel, Rabbi Meir, Baal Bechi, and the Goyen, the old Goyen, Rabbi Zaman Doiv, the Milchiker, so besides for those three, everybody else came off the wagon to walk by foot until we came to the top of the mountain. When we came to the top of the mountain, from far we were able to see the roofs of the homes of the city of Dubrovna. However, it was, it was still more than two kilometers away. And we saw on the bottom of the mountain a big crowd standing on the two sides of the way. And after a short while, we found out that this is the chsidim of the city of Dubrovna um, accompanied by the famous Goyen, the Chassid, Reb Nechemia Dubrovner, who came out to greet us. The Chassidim were traveling to Lubavitch. When we, when we came down from the mountain, when we came to the place where the Chassidim of Dubrovner were standing, that's when Reb Isaac Homeler came down from the wagon to see the Haravat Tzadik, Rav Goyen, Reb Nechemia Dubrovner. My father also went with him, and he put me next to Reb Avraham Meir, the wagon driver, that he should uh, keep an eye on me. And he told me to follow all the instructions that he tells me to do. Since I was very tired from the way, I was actually sleeping. And therefore, I didn't even know that we arrived in the city of Dubrovna. When I woke up, Rebav Rameir, the wagon driver, was already after breakfast. And he told me that in about an hour or two, we're going to be on our way again. And towards the evening, we will come to Lubavitch. And on Thursday evening, we came to Lubavitch. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, an hour before Shkia, the shul, the big shul, was already packed with people. And on the bima, that was in the middle of the shul, were standing the sons of the Rebbe and some of the older chsidim, amongst them Rabbi Isaac Homeler. And then somebody made an announcement that the Rebbe is coming. It became very quiet, and all the eyes were looking at the place of where the Rebbe will be coming from. And a moment later, I was standing at one of the ovens, being held by Rebbe Avramayr, the Balagola. And I saw a man 
wearing white clothing and a fur hat on his head, walking towards the bima, and he sat down on a chair that was prepared for him, and with a mighty voice, he started, which is a mimer, which was then later on printed in the Torah on Parshas Nasai. I remember how I entered with my father then to the Rebbe for Yechidus. Many hours, my father was standing in the room outside of the Tzemach room to wait. And he put me sitting on the window. And once it was time for my father to enter, my father asked somebody to get me from the window and he passed me from hand to hand over the heads of all the chassidim to my father. My father entered the Rebbe's room and I was holding onto his garment, schlepping behind him. The room where the Rebbe was sitting was a big room. By the walls were closets filled with sfarim. The Rebbe was sitting by a big table and on top of it were a few sfarim, notes and pushkas of coins and two lit candles. When my father entered the Rebbe's room, the Rebbe was looking at a safer that was open before him. And when my father came close to where the Rebbe was sitting, the Rebbe picked up his eyes from the safer, and he looked at my father's face, and he looked at my face. My father was shaking in his whole body. I also became overwhelmed, and I started to cry quietly. And the Tzemach the Rebbe, stretched out his hand to take the note that was in my father's hand because my father was so overwhelmed that he just stayed standing in his place not knowing what to do so my father stood still his head bent downwards and tears were coming down from his eyes onto the floor in the first moments he held himself in to cry quietly however after a little while he burst out in a loud crying voice and when i saw that my father was crying my heart shrunk and I cried quietly and I looked in the holy face of the Rebbe. For a while, the Rebbe wrote the note that my father gave him and while he was reading it, for about two or three times, he looked at my father's face and at my face and then the Rebbe spoke to my father. When the Rebbe started to speak to my father, my father stopped crying and his lips were moving to repeat quietly all the words that the Rebbe was telling him. For a long time, the Rebbe spoke to my father. Afterwards, my father asked the Rebbe a few questions, and the Rebbe answered. And when the Rebbe finished, my father said, This is my son, Be'ezus Hashem, I'm bringing him into Cheder, and I'm asking the Rebbe to bench him. And he brought me close to the Rebbe. For a moment, the Rebbe was misbeinen, he was thinking, and he closed his holy eyes. After a few moments, he opened up his holy eyes, and he looked at me, and he said, you should be a shakdon, meaning you should be devoted to your learning. Do not be hoylech batal, meaning don't go around wasting your time. And Hashem should help you to be a lamdon and a chassid. Then my father answered aloud, Amen, and I answered Amen after him. When we left the Rebbe's holy room, when we came to the small shul, my father picked me up. He burst out in a chassidish dance with the chassidim, because that was the minag those days, that anybody who was zeichet to be by the Rebbe in Yechidus, when he came out, he went into a tensel. For a long time, a father danced, until all of his clothing were soaking wet from sweat, as if they took them out of a bowl of water. So he sat by one of the benches on the side to rest a little bit. And he told me, sit down and rest a little bit, and then later we will go to the inn of where our Rav is, Rabbi Zekamalar. 
I saw that my father's mood is very, very excited, even though he was physically very worn out. And I was able to see that from the fact that even though he was sitting to rest, but his feet and her hands were still clapping and banging to the tune of the people dancing and singing. Since I remember myself, I liked Simcha in general and Achsidisha dance specifically. And from the day that I remember myself, I remember Achsidisha dancing. I remember that already when I was at the age that I was only able to crawl, I wasn't even able to stand up yet. Whenever they were hold on to me, whenever they were put me by that wagon that's meant to teach little babies how to walk, so as soon as I was in a standing position, I would make those same motions of dancing that I saw in my father's house. And when I started to be able to walk and to express a few words, I would scream that I want to dance, Achsidah should dance. My mother very much liked to be Machnis Eurechem in general, and especially Achsidah Shefabrengens. So very often... My father's friends, the chsidim, would come to us and they would learn and speak the chsidis. And afterwards, they would go into our dance, a chsidish dance, and I would dance with them. I would hold on to the garment of one of the chsidim. Amongst the fabrengers and the dancers were two young elite, which were the youngest of the whole group. And they were very freilich chsidim, and they knew how to sing, gishmak. And also their dancing was very unique. And whenever they would start a chsidish dance, they will pick me up on their shoulders. Sometimes it will be Anshal Gittis who will pick me up, and sometimes it will be Shleimah Peshes. And I was in seventh heaven. The small Simchas Teiras, the Kleine Simchas Teiralach, that's how I used to call those Fabrengans. And from when I was four years old, when I started to go to the Cheder of Rebbe Melech, to play with kids my age and to hear stories of Chumash, Nach, and Agoda, I used to tell my friends that yesterday or two days ago, we had in our house a kleina simchas a small simchas And all the friends in my class, and sometimes even the kids in the older classes, were very jealous of me. And I felt very high about myself because I was the only kid in the cheder who had little simchas in his house. And besides for that, I'm the only kid who had a chance to very often right on the shoulders of the Sfreilach Echsidim and Anshal Gites and Rishleim Peshes, which is something that no other kid in the class or in the whole cheder had a chance to. This is something that I used to use to tease my, the kids in my age in general, and especially my classmate, Shneur Zaman Ber, the son of the Chassid Reb Aryeh, in specifically. Whenever we met, he used to tease me because I was named after my Zayde the father of my mother, who passed away young. And he, Shneuzamuber, was named after the Alter Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe. And since he didn't like me, and he would tease me about my name, so I used to tease him back about the fact that I'm the only one who has a chance to ride on the shoulders of Rebanshal Gittes or Bishlame Peshes. One time I asked my mommy, why the Chsidim, who were fabranked and spoke for a few hours, why are they so happy and they go into a dance? So my mother answered me because they, the chsidim, they sat and learned and they are happy with the Torah that they know. And that's the simcha of the Torah. And that's when I started calling all those fabrengians the kleine simchas Torah And since I was very used to this uh, kleine simchas Torah therefore, it wasn't a wonder for me, this big dancing of the chsidim here in a small shul outside of the Tzemach room. But what I did not understand was, why is it davke? after they came out of Yechidus. And why is this entering to the room of the Rebbe? Why is it called Yechidus? 
because I heard Echsidim asking each other, were you yet in Yechidus? And they would answer each other, yes, I'm going to Yechidus, I was in Yechidus, tomorrow I'm going to go into Yechidus. Or they were telling each other, you heard this Chassid was in Yechidus, he's going into Yechidus. So these two questions, why going into the Rebbe's room, why is it called Yechidus? And the second question, why when they came out of the Rebbe's room, they dance? That is something that bothered my mom and didn't let me rest. And when I saw that my father is in a very good mood, so I asked him these two questions. So my father asked me, do you know about the Mishkan the Moshe made by Hashem's command? Do you learn that there was a special place in the Mishkan, that in that place was standing the Oren and the Luchas? And once a year on Yom Kippur, Aaron Akoyen would go there to bring Ketores and to Davin on behalf of all the Yidden. So I wanted to show off to my father my knowledge. So I right away told my father everything I knew about the Mishkan and about the house the Shleim HaMelech built, about the Gotcha Kadoshim, the Aurein, the Luchois, the Avedo of the Kohen Godal Yom Kippur in general, and him going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim in specific, and that when the Kohen Godal mentioned Hashem's holy name, all the people in the Azorah will bow down. I kept speaking and speaking, and I actually showed my father with my body how they will bow down in the base of Mikdash, because it's been already two years that I am Kippur, I was in Shul, and when everybody did the Kriya and Ishtachava by Musafim Kippur, I did it just like the adults. And when I got up from my place, I ran to tell my mother, and my mother gave me a slice of uh, white bread without butter, telling me because it's Yom Kippur. So I was describing and, and imitating all of that to my father in Lubavitch. So my father asked me, who enters with the Kohen Godel to the Kodesh HaKadoshim and Yom Kippur? So I answered, only the Kohen Godel? Nobody enters with him. So then my father asked me, what would the Kohen Godel do when he finished the holy Aveda of Yom Kippur in the Kodesh HaKadoshim? So I answered that my Rabbi, Rabbi Limelech, told us that the Kohen Godel was very wealthy and he had golden clothing and he used to make them out of the gold that he has in his house. And when he finished his Avodah in the Besamekdash, he will go home and all the Yidden will escort him singing and dancing and they will come to his home by the Chatzar that were set up tables with foods and drinks and everybody would rejoice with him because Hashem forgave the Averis of the Yidden. So now my father asked me, do we have a Besamikdash and a Kodesh HaKadoshim? So I answered with a sigh that came out of my heart, no, we don't have a Besamikdash and not a Kodesh HaKadoshim. And then I looked up to my father to see what will be his reaction. What is he going to tell me? But before my father managed to answer me, a group of people burst into the shul with a freilach and joined the dancing. And when my father saw that most of the people in the group are from the chassidim of Hamil, from our town, he jumped up from his place with stretched out hands and with dancing feet, and he joined the dancing. I was a little taken aback so that, that I didn't know what to do. In the beginning, I wanted to run also to my father, but I was afraid that from all the adults who are dancing so fast, I'll be trembled over. So I stayed back and I stood up on the bench. In the meantime, I saw Rabbi Avramayr, the Balagala, that he's also amongst the dancers. So when he passed next to me, I called his name, but he didn't answer me. I was standing on a bench, looking, and I saw it there in the middle of the dancing, in the middle of the circle, that my father was dancing, and around him, a few of the chassidim of Hamel, amongst them Rabbi Avramayr, the Balagala, and Rabbi Shleim Peshes, and all of them, their eyes were closed. Each one had his right hand on the shoulder of his friend, 
And with his left hand, he was moving based on the beat of the Nigan, the Helike Hergesh that was shining on the faces of the dancers, I cannot describe. The Ahava, the Ahva, and the rejoicing is something that I cannot describe. All of them were holding on to each other with peace and friendship, and I was melting with my desire to join their dancing. Two, three times, Rebrav Meir de Balagola passed next to me, and I called him, but he did not hear me. Then all of a sudden, I felt that somebody grabbed me from my back, and I flew in the air, and after a moment, I landed onto the shoulders of a chassid, and I was deep inside the circle of the dancing. So I looked down, and I saw there was Reb Shleim Peshes who picked me up, and I was extremely excited. And then sometime in the middle of the dancing, a big announcement came out. This was the voice of the chassid Reb Zalman Yaakov Esther Dishes, which was one of the gvirim of Hamel. And he was a gabai in the shul in Lubavitch. And uh, they stopped the dancing because it was time to dive in Mencha and they prepared for Mencha. All the things that my father told me about the Beis Mikdash, the Kaddish Kadoshim, the Orein, and his last question of do we have a Beis Mikdash and a Kaddish Kadoshim now, left by me a little bit of a feeling of sadness and bitterness. And my mind started to race with a new question. Why are they happy? The Beis Mikdash is destroyed. And we don't have a Kodesh HaKadoshim today. The Chassidim started to daven Mincha in a rejoicing, singing way. They were davening in a Simchas Torah style. And my mind was racing with this new question. Why are they so happy? Isn't the Besamidosh destroyed? And that's when I remembered all the stories that I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Limelech, that he told us in Tisha B'Av last year. So I decided that when my father will finish davening Mincha, I will ask him about it. When he finished davening, Ebzalman Yaakov Esther Dishes announced that he's going to bring Mashkem for Bison. And I turned to my father and I told him, you asked me if we have now also a Beis HaMikdash and a Kodesh HaKadoshim. But we don't have not a Beis HaMikdash and not a Kodesh HaKadoshim. So why are you singing and dancing? Why are you so happy? Isn't the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? So when my father heard my Shaila, he answered me, you're right, my son. The Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim Mirakodesh is destroyed. And when the Yidin will do tshuva, the Ebishter will send us Mashiach and he will gather us from the Arba Kanfis Oretz and he will bring us with our homes and our Kalim to Eretz Yisrael and he will rebuild Yerushalayim and Beis HaMikdash. However, now we do not have not a Beis HaMikdash, not a Kodesh HaKadoshim. However, says my Tati, since the day the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed till Mashiach will come, Lubavitch is our Yerushalayim and the Shul where the Rebbe davens, that is our Beis HaMikdash. And the room where the Rebbe sits, that is our Kodesh HaKadoshim. And the Rebbe, the Rebbe, he is the Orain, which in him is the Luchos, the Teres Hashem. This is our Orain. The look, the seriousness on my father's face when he was telling me all of that made on me a tremendous impression. And I was thinking, here, not so long ago, me and my father were inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And now when we're in the shul, we're in the Beis HaMikdash. How myridic is that? While I'm thinking all of these thoughts about the Beis HaMikdash and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and I heard my father continuing to talk to me. Do you know, my son, that when Moshe Rabbeinu brought the Arain with the Luchas inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he heard the voice of Hashem speaking to him from between the Kruvim, which were on top of the Arain. 
Yes, I answered to my father. I actually heard once mommy reading that from a safer to my aunt, and I overheard her describing all of that. So these words that Hashem spoke from the Kruvim, said my father, those are the words that the Rebbe tells each person from the Chassidim who enters his room for Yechidus. The words of the Rebbe, those are the words of Hashem. And just like the Kohen Gadol would enter the Kodesh HaKadoshim by himself, so too anyone who enters the room of the Rebbe, which is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he goes in by himself. And that's why we call it Yechidus. And just like when the Kohen Gadol came out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim after Yom Kippur, him and all the Yidin would rejoice. So too, us, the Chassidim, when we come out of our Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Rebbe's room, we're rejoicing on all the great chesed that the Ebishter did with us. And it was Mezakeh to be in Kodesh HaKadoshim and to hear the Rebbe's bracha. You should remember well, said my father, the words of the bracha that the Rebbe benched you. And in Mitzvah Hashem, we will come home, you should tell everything to your mother in detail. At that time, I didn't yet have a chance to show my father that I remember word for word everything that the Rebbe told me in Yechidus, the, the whole bracha. But before I had a chance to do so, Rebbe Zalman Yaakov Esther Dishes came over and he forced my father to come to the table and to say some lechayim and to farbais. My father gave me a piece of cake and I made a bracha, a better minimizoinus out loud, and the father and the people who were sitting around heard my bracha and answered Amin. And Rebbe David Chazen and Rebbe Shimon, their Einbinder, praised my father for taking me to Lubavitch. You are a wise guy, said Rebbe David Chazen to my father, that you took your Avram Beryl to Lubavitch. Now in this generation, we need to be margil, we need to, we need to educate the sons of Siddhis from when they could start walking, from a very young age. In my opinion, said Baruch Shimon, this is actually his mother's wisdom, not his father's wisdom, meaning my mommy. She is a machneses oichim and a chassidish woman. Then I said to them, I was with my tati in Kodesh HaKadoshim, and the Rebbe gave me a bracha. And then I looked at my father's face to see if he is allowing me to repeat to them the bracha that the Rebbe gave me. However, my father was in the middle of talking to somebody on across the table. In the meantime, Rabbi Shlomo Peshes came running, all sweaty, and he said that all the chassidim from Hamel were already all in Yechidus, and they are now davening Mincha, and in a short while they will come here. For such good news, said Rabbi Zaman Yaakov Esther Dishes to Rabbi Shlomo Peshes, for such good news you deserve a, a cup of mashke and a shtikl mezaynus. Here, take and make a bracha and eat. Rabbi Shlomo Peshes made a mezaynus, and then a shahakal on the mashke, and he benched all the people around with a lechayim, with a shining fair face. And when he finished drinking his lechayim, he started to clap with his hands and dance in his place. And then he turned to all the people sitting around, wondering, you're sitting here in one place, eating and drinking without dancing? I know that the chassid, the Rebzaman Yaakov Estadishis, is a great chassid. And Rabbi Zikhamala said that he has seichel hayoshar. But his kaltkite and his manners is something that I cannot tolerate. If you guys are going to listen to him and follow his instructions, you will become like stuffed white geese. Brother, my brothers, uh, we should leave all of this uh, kaltkite and manners behind in Hamel. And here when we come to Lubavitch, which is our Yerushalayim, we should leave all of these manners and all of these feelings and being worried about how people are going to look at us. That's what Reb Shlame Pesha said. Then Rebbe David the Chazan said, hey, look who is talking. <laughs> when we were young, a light, in other words, to understand what's happening here, Rebbe Shlame Peshes was a, a younger man. 
Bavar David was an older chassid. So he said about Rishon Peshes after he said this whole thing about leaving Emmanuel behind and and and, join, and joining the dancing. He said, "Look, look who is talking. When we were young Galait, we did not dare open up our mouths in Achsidah Shefabrengen. So much more so that we did not dare express our opinion out loud like this. Believe me, Shleime, this is a chutzpah. Eh, times have changed," said Reb Geshon Leib the Sefer to Reb Abba David the Chazan. In our days. Uh, things were completely different. The Yungalite knew that they are Yungalite, they knew their place, and they knew that they just need to listen to what the Chsidim are speaking between each other. And the Fabrengen went on and on. Then we traveled back home, and when I came home, I told my mother everything that happened to us, everything that I saw on the way, everything I saw in Lubavitch, and I repeated to my mother the bracha that the Rebbe gave me. When I came back from Lubavitch, a big shkido, a big devotion to learning, awoke within me. And the Melamed was very happy with me. And in the next month of learning, my father already moved me up to the next Melamed. For the next four years, rang in my ears the words of the Rebbe, that you should be devoted to learning and do not, do not walk around wasting time. And his Helike Bracha, that Hashem should help you to be a Lamdin and a Chassid, and my father and my mother had a lot of pleasure from my devotion to learning and my Anhoga Be'iras Shemaim. And when I was 10 years old, and I already had quite a knowledge in learning, my father took me with him again on a trip to Lubavitch. And again I went into the Yechidus by the Rebbe. And when the Rebbe finished speaking to my father, he, he looked at me strongly, and he turned to my father and he said, his face show that he was devoted to learning. And he asked me, the Rebbe asked me, what did you learn? So I answered, I learned Beitzah, Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, and I'm right now in the middle of the Perek, Mokem Shenohagu in Psachim. And in Tanakh, I learned Chumash with Rashi and Evim Rishonim. So the Rebbe thought a little bit, then he said, what you learned is good, and in the future you should finish Psachim, and then you should learn Baba Basra and Adarim, Shulchan Aruch Ayrachayim, Chumash, Keseder Aparshias with Rashi, Ayrachayim, and Ponim Yafais, you should learn to heal him with Rashi, and then you should learn the Vimachreinim, and the Ebishter should help you. That you should be devoted to learning Torah, and you should be a Yerushamayim, and you should be a Lamdun Chasid Veyerushamayim. In the following three years, from the age of 10 until Bar Mitzvah, I finished Psachim, Baba Basra, and Adarim, and I Chazard, Baba Kaman, Baba Metziah, and I knew them very well with all the tastes. And when my father brought me to Lubavitch, for my bar mitzvah, I was zeicha that the Rebbe placed his holy hands on my head and he benched me. However, the nusach of the brocha did not hear. And when we came back from Lubavitch, Arav Agoyin, Arav Achosid, Rabbi Isaac Homeler accepted me to his yeshiva to be a Talmud in the third table, which means the third level. After a year, I moved up to the second table for a year. And then I moved up to the first table. And when I was 17 years old, I was accepted in the yeshiva of the Rebbe in Lubavitch in the second shir which the Mekachir, and that Shira was the son of the Rebbe Harav HaKodesh Yisrael Noyach. And the tester was the Rebbe's son-in-law Harav HaKodesh Rebbe Levi Yitzchak. Atkan from Hatamin.